Hello and welcome again to the Wizards of Dribble podcast. As promised, here's a chat I had with Neil James, author of Stoke and I, the 90s. Uh, Neil, thank you for joining us. First of all, if you could tell us a bit about your book. Okay, yeah, um, Stoke and I, the 90s, um, started out as a little idea I had when I started to send... So I think I sent an old Oatcake article around to a few publishers and, and basically said I've written um, this book about Stoke in the 90s, which was a complete lie because I'd not written any of it yet. And would any of them be interested in publishing? And um, Pitch Publishing got back to me within a few days and said they'd be really interested and gave me a deadline and I started to panic and then basically wrote the book, yeah. And... Uh... It's a, clearly a passion project of yours, and you've spoken to quite a few uh, kind of Stoke legends and, and people from and people involved in Stoke in that period. Like, who, who did you speak to 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 put the book together? Well, the first person I managed to get to speak to him was Lou Macari, which I think he was probably the best person you could possibly get, really, because he's just such a fantastic storyteller. And I think once I got Lou involved, um, Mike Sheeran um, got on board as well. Um, Carl Beeston was really, really useful. Um, he actually went round to his house and he, um, you know, he, he gave me quite a few good stories and uh, contact numbers for a few of the other guys as well. So um, it, it kind of snowballed from there, really. Um, Peter Coates was a, another one who was really good. You know, quite a few hours of his time to speak to me. So um, yeah, it was, it was great. You know, once uh, once things got moving. Mm. So uh, what can people kind of expect in terms of? Uh how the book tells a story of, of the 90s. Is it uh, is it kind of your personal experiences of the 90s kind of interwoven with the, with the players and managers who you're speaking to and stuff? Or uh, how, what, what's your kind of, your structure, if you like? Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. I didn't, um, I didn't really want to write one of these very sort of dry, um, historical, factual books where it's just a, a list of games and you know we played this game and we lost that game I wanted to kind of write about what it was like being a I suppose growing up in the 90s as a football fan so there's lots of um, personal stories in there that have a Stoke connection as well as the, the kind of things you'd expect to read really you know the autoglass trophy win and the move from the Victoria ground so yeah you're right it's a bit of a mixture of those two things really It's and it's clearly particularly that uh, championship winning season in 93 it's clearly someone like particularly people of around about Madaje Daje makes them go all misty eyed and stuff and yeah and my, my dad uh has got a handwritten uh, not handwritten uh, he used a typewriter he's got a diary of that season every game like how you know how he got to every game you know uh who he went with where he drank and all the rest of it and it, so it's clearly a season that caught everyone's imagination and stuff and um, i just wondered like what uh tell someone who was born in 93 what what your favorite memories of perhaps not even that 93 season but f- through throughout the 90s what your favorite memories were yeah. do you know hearing you say that makes me feel so damn old <laughs> um, yeah sorry yeah there were so so many memories that season there was just a series of games against port vale which everybody remembers about five times we played them I think during that season um, and the West Brom games again you know were, were really really intense matches um, I don't think you can really beat beating the Vale 2-0 at Vale Park I think that was the the night you know Steno opened the scoring and 
um, was lashing it down with rain, I think. And I think it was that moment we just knew we were going to win the title. I think we went 10 points clear that night. It was, it was just a brilliant night and a brilliant time to be a Stoke fan. Was football more fun then? I mean, I mean, it sounds a, perhaps a bit disingenuous question, but you, you hear a lot about kind of the state of the modern game, a lot of it justified, but do you, do you think you, you had more fun uh, in the 90s than you, you'd have a kind of, well, de- definitely recently, but uh, compared to like our Premier League spell, if you like? Do you know what was more fun? I think being young was more fun. <laughs> and I think that's what a lot of people um, mean when they say that football was better in the 90s or better in the 80s or whichever decade they're talking about. Usually it's the decade where you were growing up when it was better or it seemed better anyway. Um, it, it was very different. You know, the, the match day experience was different. Um, moving around the terrace to... Um, kind of stand with different groups was was interesting, you know, because wherever you stood it, each little part of the terrace had its own culture and you don't really get that now. Although I think we'll have more chance to move around the ground the worse the team gets and the, the lower the attendance this mm. gets. Um, but yeah, that was very different. Um, so there were, there were many different... Overall, I mean, I wouldn't... Football was better in the 90s or, or better now. It's just It's just different, really. Um, I'm interested in uh, what Peter Coates was like to speak to. Obviously, yeah, I don't know when you spoke to him, but I presume it was kind of fairly recently in the context of Stoke kind of falling off a cliff. And um, I, I, what was what were his kind of main takeaways from his first spell in charge when obviously fans took up arms against him and it must have been a very difficult time for him. What What does he kind of make of it looking back? Um, I think the, the main thing I got out of it was that he, he doesn't blame anybody for um, how they reacted then. I think he sees it as part of football. Uh, you know, you regularly see, don't you, owners, chairman, getting stick off fans. And I think he's, uh, you know, he, he kind of accepts that as part of the game. So he doesn't hold any grudges against fans or even the individuals who were perhaps very prominent in the campaign to get him removed, which is... Which is nice, really. He's, I mean, he does come across a really, really nice guy when you when you meet him. Um, genuine Stoke fan. Um, you know, some people think he's only in it for the money even now. Having spoke to him at length for a, f- a few hours, really, I'm not sure that he's he's hurting just as much as as we are. You know, when Stoke do badly. Mm. And um, how did you go about getting that interview? Because we had a question uh, on Twitter from. From Lee from Duck uh, asking if it was true you uh, uh, stalked Peter Coates, hid in his wardrobe and pounced holding him at gunpoint. But um, yeah, yeah. How how do you go about getting an interview with Peter Coates? Because uh, we'd quite like to do that. Well, it was it was something as simple as sending um, an email to the media department at Stoke. Um, it, was, it was. I really didn't think I'd get the interview. I thought it was always oh, a bit of a shot in the dark. This one, um, but within. A few hours, they replied to me and said he'd, he'd really like to do it, and I arranged a, a meeting at Bet Three Six Five with him and went along with all my questions. And yeah, he was he was really good to talk to. So it wasn't wasn't as impossible as you as you might think, really. Getting a, getting an audience with the chairman. Well, we'll have to give that a go, but I feel uh, our name might be blacklisted, but um, worth a try anyway. Um, uh, kind of finally on the the 90s then it's kind of uh difficult to compare like with players 20 30 years down the line but uh if you could take one 
90 Stoke player and put them in the current Stoke side, uh, would it be Mark Steen or would is there a, um, another name that comes to mind? I think with the current woes that we've got at the moment in defence, you'd, you'd probably have to be looking at one of the defenders, maybe Ian Cranston was probably the best, I think, out of that back four. But, I mean, Steno was just, just a legend. He, he was the one player, I think, from that team who you could definitely hang your hat on as being able to you know, perform at the absolute top level because he, he just guaranteed goals when he was in the team. Um, so, yeah, definitely one of those two, I think, I'd, I'd choose. Mm. If you want to feel even older, my middle name is Mark, and that's after Mark Steen. So oh, you're right. speaking to someone named after Mark Steen. So uh, yeah. there you go. We'll uh, we'll bring things up to the the modern modern day now. Um, are you enjoying this season? Because it's kind of weird. I, I went to Rotherham yesterday, and it's a kind of crap result, and we were kind of crap again at the back, and all the usual problems are there. But I, I enjoyed it. It was actually quite a lot of fun. So I, I don't know, what, what have you made of the championship so far? It's very different, isn't it? Um, mm. you, you never quite know what you're going to get in any game other than the fact that we're going to concede goals. Um, so I am quite enjoying it. But then I, I, I tend to enjoy watching Stoke anyway, whatever division we're in. Um, it's just the, the whole experience of getting out of the house on a Saturday and you know taking the kids along, seeing my mates in the pub. I think whatever's going on on the pitch, I, I tend to enjoy it anyway or make the, make the best of it anyway. Uh, row it in, row it out, give row it time. What, what are you uh, feeling? Yeah. I think you've got to give him a bit more time, really. I, I haven't been bowled over by anything he's done yet to be honest um, but I don't think I'd be you know descending on the the stadium with flaming torches quite yet to get him out I think you've got it seems so long away doesn't it January January is what we're, we're really clinging to just mm. to get some defensive reinforcements in um, I think if it can just keep us kind of well just into mid table around that time we'll have a chance of, of pushing on a bit but yeah, I haven't been massively impressed with him by any means, but I just think it's a little bit too soon to be giving him the heave-ho yet. The players are trying, aren't they? Yeah, and that that's a big positive for me, is that even though we are shipping goals for fun, it, we are uh, pulling our socks up, albeit sometimes a bit too late, and, uh, yeah. and scoring goals. And we look capable of, of scoring goals against anyone, which is very rare for Stoke. It's very rare for Stoke to be such a top-heavy attacking side, but yeah. uh, here we are. It swung the complete opposite way, hasn't it, to how it was at the end of last season, where we couldn't score at all, you know, but we looked quite solid at the back. It's now just completely flipped on its head, you know, we, like you say, we, we're good going forward. You think we're always going to score, but we're just so leaky at the back, it's, it's terrifying. Yeah, absolutely. Um, before I let you go, then, how do you think? How do you think we're going to do? Obviously, you're clinging clinging to January for some reinforcements, but uh, have we kind of blown it for promotion? Or are we kind of is this season going to have to be kind of more consolidation? How do you think we're we're going to end the season? I think automatic promotions probably out of the question this year. I mean, Fulham had a, an amazing run last year they started really badly they were probably around where where we are at this time 
and then just went surging up the table after Christmas. So you can never rule it out. Um, but I'm not I'm not hopeful really this year. I think as long as we look better by the end of the year than we do now, which surely isn't hard, we've got something to build on for for next season. We do need to get promoted sooner rather than later, though, mm-hmm. don't we? You know, with all the financial fair play issues that we're going to face. And but yeah, I think this year it might be a step too soon. Right, uh, Neil. Thank you very much for speaking to us. Uh, best of luck with the book. Thank you very much. Look forward to reading it. Uh, Stoke and I, the 90s, out in all good bookshops and probably some rubbish ones as well. <laughs> That's it. All right. See you in a bit. Okay. Cheers. Thank then. you, mate. Bye.